I apologize for that, sir. The wife called and interrupted the podcast. Shout out to uh, podcasters for Spotify for not giving us a pause button for if somebody calls and we can't stop them from calling in and fucking up what we had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Family, cool. we got to tell y'all, that fucking first 12 minutes that y'all just missed was fucking fire. <laughs> that, shit, <laughs> that shit was fire. Shout out to the wife for, you know what I'm saying, calling. I just shot her a text. Hey, I'm trying to record a podcast. Stop calling. <laughs> trying to record a pod here. I don't need you calling right now. You're supposed to be at work. You're not working if you're calling me. I love my wife to death, but God damn it, if you're supposed to be at work, work. <laughs> if you're supposed to be at work, work. You doing nails. How are you doing nails if you're calling me for whatever reason? The dog is okay. Our, our, our fucking dog is fine. She needed you to take the chicken out of the oven. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. We ain't got no chicken in the oven. It's Friday. <laughs> ain't nobody cooking in this house on a Friday. No, 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 no. Ain't no cooking on Friday. Friday's that go to Chick-fil-A day. That's 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 the go to rallies day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly how it is in my house, too. So, yeah. So, we got to start this again. Special guest Goose from the Shy is in the house. By way of Newport News right now, currently under a monsoon. Yeah. Uh, oh, it looked like it slowed up a little bit outside. But I'm definitely tired of this Virginia weather. Uh, I haven't experienced this in four years. And I really have to say, I don't miss it. Well, actually, while we've got a second, go ahead and talk about it. 95 degrees with a heat index of like 103. That ain't it. I'm it was sorry. a little bit hotter yesterday because, mind you, you because you already know what I do. I was on the road, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was burning up yesterday, man. I can't. I was burning that. up yesterday. I can't do that. It was seventy-five degrees the other day. It was like ninety-eight degrees here or something, and then in Chicago it was like seventy-five. I was like, bro, I'm going back. I ain't. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not coming here ever again. <laughs> like I don't. I don't want to come back. Like. Shoot, I want to get rid of everything I have here to make sure I don't ever come back, but I can't do that. But it's whatever. But how's the how's your day off today? You've been just skating on the house, just doing random errands. That's probably why your wife called you to run an errand. Like, you off? Nah, you ain't gonna be off. Off. You can't. Yeah, be. she exactly. Now, real <laughs> quick, family. Uh, we were talking about the cocaine found in the White House. Goose had asked me a Jeopardy question that I succinctly failed because I didn't know the first person to allegedly bring coke in the White House. And he also told me something I didn't know about Hitler being a big ass cokehead. I thought that was very, very interesting. Now, when it comes to the wife, she asked me, did I work twice before she left? (laughs) And the thing I realized is this. Your wife is your supervisor. You can't have no day off. You can't have no time to yourself. She's going to call and micromanage every moment of your day. Do I love my wife? Yes, I do. I just don't love her when I'm off and I'm at the house. <laughs> we got cameras in the house, and it's so funny, man. And I'm going to speak on it while we're here since we just chopping it up because it's a Furious Friday. We, we just going to chop it up. The thing I hate the most is when I take the dog in the backyard. We got a camera sitting on top of the garage. You can speak through the camera. So I'm walking him inside the backyard. I close the gate. 
Take him off his leash. Let him run around. He got some little toys in the back. We chill in the backyard and we kick it and we play. And I just hear the camera on on the fucking garage. Makedo, Makedo, like, why are you calling the dog? You're supposed to be at work. <laughs> you worried about what the fuck we doing? We out here chilling. <laughs> we don't need you to come and interrupt our fun. You're interrupting at this point. Leave us alone and work. Work. Because then you're going to be like, because then she'll come home. I'll say, hey, how was your day? Like, did you do good on tips? I don't ask her how much. I just say, do you do good on tips? No, I ain't do good today. That's because you're fucking bothering me trying to see what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> if you weren't worried about what I was doing, then you could get your tip money. Don't worry about me. When I'm at work, she knows I'm not calling unless it's an emergency. That's the only time she gets a call. Why? Because I have to focus on what I'm doing. I might get a tip if I do my job correctly, too. That has happened a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to be on my phone at a fucking scene looking at the camera, trying to talk to her through the camera when it's her day off. I'm not doing that. You enjoy your time without me being at the house. I'm not going to bother you. I just don't understand why wives got to goddamn be supervisors. I got one supervisor at work and two leads. I don't need another one when I set foot in my front fucking door. <laughs> yeah. I don't need that. That's the married life. The married life. Man, listen. <laughs> you know what? Nah, I'm going to get canceled. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to just look at my dog, play with his chew toy. I'm happy that he got some energy back because he didn't <laughs> Cause he's still, cause he's dealing with uh stomach pirates. Because he, because he doesn't listen and he keeps trying to eat cat poop like it's a delicacy. Mm. So shout out to the people that own Frenchies because Frenchies have a thing about chewing and biting everything in damn sight. <laughs> so shout out to the Frenchie owners. We are a troubled lot. <laughs> Yeah. And I guess I figured out why he wants to put everything in his mouth is because his hips are too small, so he can't mate properly. So for us to even try to breed him, he has to have an extraction. I'm not jerking him off. I saw Van Wilder. I'm not jerking him off. I keep thinking about eclairs. <laughs> Haven't had an eclair since I've seen Van Wilder because I don't know what's in the cream. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I'm not trying to think about Anthony Anderson talking about we put semen in the burgers. I'm not I'm not doing it. So <laughs> I just wanted to let y'all know um I am eclair adverse right now. If it doesn't have a hole in it, I don't think I'm going to grab it up out of there, you know what I'm saying? Crispy cream only. Duncan, fuck you. 7-Eleven, fuck you. Matter of fact, 7-Eleven and Duncan Donuts can both eat the same dick. <laughs> they both can eat the same dick. I much rather go to Krispy Kreme and catch them when they got that light on, so I can get something fresh. Yeah, it's all about yeah. the light at Krispy Kreme. If that I'm light, saying, man, and if that light ain't on, I ain't stepping foot in that joint. Exactly. <laughs> but but the floor is yours, sir. Go ahead and take it away again. If I get another phone call, I swear to God, I'm driving to her work and I'm taking her phone and I'm getting in the car and driving <laughs> back to the house. Yeah. She watching me on the camera right now, matter of fact. Let me unplug the damn camera. <laughs> Say she hear me talking greasy. The camera facing the kitchen table where I'm sitting at. Let me just unplug this hoe. Mm. <laughs> there we go. 
Because she dead ass watching and listening to it. I wonder what he's doing. I'm going to see if he really on a podcast. Yeah. Podcast might be cold word for side chick. No, I don't have enough energy for you trying to micromanage my time. Why would I want to have two of y'all fucking my time off? My podcast might be a cold word for side chick. Podcast is cold word for side chicks. <laughs> I'm upstairs playing the PS5. She came up there and was like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I'm talking to my partners. Remember you went to the wedding? You met everybody? <laughs> and she and she shot me the illest side eye. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I make sure that you don't have a side chick. Like, have a side chick? The fuck for? I barely got enough energy to deal with you. How am I going <laughs> to deal with somebody else? And they said to fucking uh, quirks. Like I no, I ain't got time for that. The only way I would have time for that is if I had money for that, and I ain't got the fucking patience. Even if I did have the money for that, could you imagine being a millionaire and having two families? <laughs> could you do that? No, I, no. This is a serious question, bro. Could you? Do you think that you could do that? Nah, that's why they. That's why most of them get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, for real. <laughs> we just go straight to the murder. Okay, we're not even going through fucking reasoning. Yeah, that's straight to catching the body. That's Steve, that's Steve McNair joint. Mm. You heard about that Steve McNair joint? Uh, I think of um Ray Carruth. That that was Buddy that had his shorty in the fucking trunk. Yeah, that was his baby mom. But but Steve McNair had a whole nother mission. You talking about the quarterback Steve McNair? Yeah, the one that married Holly Robinson. Yeah. No, 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 no. That was Rodney Pete. Um. No, nah, yeah, yeah. That was Rodney Pete. But uh, lucky that, bastard. Yeah, whole nother. He had a whole nother, another mistress. He was taking care of, like had her an apartment, had like paying her bills and everything. And then next thing you know, it she won't have it. She won't share no more. So <laughs> now see, hard. that's how he got killed up. She could have had everything if she had just kept her mouth shut. Hey, look, family, fellas, fellas, fellas. If y'all out there listening. If you could afford to have a second family and you choose to do so, I'm not advocating that you do so. But if you so decide to, I would advise you to do it in another country. <laughs> That's the only way that you'll do it and not end up like Steve McNair. Because now that you mention it, yeah, I, it's coming back to me now. Because yeah. he got shot in his head, didn't he? Yeah. She lured him to the uh, apartment um, at like early in the morning or something. Lured him to the apartment, like, yeah, you know how they do. Next thing you know, it, he the next morning he was dead. She was gone. Now, I gotta ask this question, man. In your own opinion, if you had a side chick and you're fronting on the bills, Shorty just gotta keep her mouth shut until you come in the door. Why would you fuck that off? Um, explain, tell me more about that. So what what do you mean? Well well no, I'm just asking like okay. Hypothetical example. Let me make sure the fucking camera's unplugged. Okay, I'm good. Um if I was to have a second if I was to have a side chick and I got her in an apartment, I got her a car, I'm paying the car note, I'm paying the rent. I I got it furnished. Shorty ain't even got to worry about food. I got a discretionary account that's in a trust that can't be traced back to me totally. Where she can Instacart and DoorDash to her fat ass is fucking content. Why would you mess up a good thing? 
I don't understand why people do that. And for Steve McNair, he had money. He could afford to keep her well-kept. She wouldn't have to worry about nothing. She just got to stay within her means. The wife gets the G-Wagon. She gets the Nissan Altima. <laughs> That's just what it is. I mean, the wife I... gets the Hermes um, bags and shoes. She gets the fucking um, outlets in Norfolk. That's just what that is. You don't get what the main chick gets. You don't get what the wife gets. You get secondhand or... <laughs> hand me downs like hey my wife threw these purses out but I'm gonna go ahead and give them to you I told her I was gonna take them to uh take them to a consignment shop I'm gonna just give you these right <laughs> yo she still got lip gloss in there and I like that <laughs> hey, why the fuck would you get rid of that you know what I'm saying I mean you can't I mean everybody knows you can't do that I mean that's never gonna work out it's never gonna work out in your favor or anybody's favor um in that case, because you got to think, like, people ain't going to share before it's sold but a certain amount of time before they like, yo, hold on. And then people get jealous. Okay. Can't, I can't do it. It's messy. It's messy. Just be single at that point. Why not? Why Why not be single at that point? Because it's, like, it's going to get messy regardless. It's going to come back. Matter of fact. Since you bring that up, let's talk about Zion Williamson and his current dilemma. Oh, my God. I got to ask you, hey, we only 13 minutes in. It's so sad that we fucked off the other 12 minutes because of a phone call on my part. But we got time. What do you think about his situation? And maybe elaborate on what you would do different. Um... He young though, I mean I can see I, he only twenty three years old. Think about this, right? He's twenty three year twenty three year old, just like in the John Morant situation. He, he's mm. twenty three years old, and you suspect you expect them to like act like, especially all right. So these twenty six year olds came. Think about this, right? It's different ways in getting wealth, right? Right. Um, you have the wealth that was already you were born with it, right? Of like right. your family just been wealthy and wealthy over years, and then you born into that family of like, all right, I got this money, right? You have right. people that hit luck, right? Uh, your your Instagram models, your YouTubers, your um, you know, all all those different ways to make money on social media these days, right? You got those right. people. You have, like, you have people that actually worked to get to the top. Those people that actually worked from the bottom, they came from the mud, and now they millionaires because they they did something happen that, you know, obviously they just got rich over time. Then you got athletes. That's a different category. Those are people that they could have came from the mud, and then they just got rich overnight because they have a talent, right? So they have something they're doing. That's easy to them. Think I mean, it ain't easy. I wouldn't say it's easy or playing a sport is easy or anything. I don't want nobody to give me, but it's like something that's recreational. You know what I'm saying? That like I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like playing a sport and getting rich off a of sport. I don't have to go outside of who I am to actually make that money. I don't have to expend any more energy than I want to. So. Right. Those people that come up like that to where 
it's like, yo, they came from nothing and they saw something they was playing as a kid make them millions of dollars, bro. Like, they gonna act like a kid. Think about it. Like, if I if I if I've been playing this, if I let's not call it a sport. Let's take all of the sport out of it and let's just look at it if it's as if an alien came to the country and was just, we was explaining it to him, right? If I right. took something that you was doing as a kid and it made you millions of dollars, you're going to act like a kid. That's what you're going to act like. Because you, you, you already have the familiarity of it being kid-like to you because it's a sport. So when, when you look at the situation like Ja Morant and Zion, you know what I'm saying, Williamson, it's like, yo, that's cool. <laughs> Well, I can oh, think of, I can think of a hundred dumb things I would have did at twenty three years old with a thousand. And, and Zion should have had somebody. I mean, to end it, Zion should have had somebody that. I think all these young men need like some mentor in their life to tell them like, "Yo, don't do this. Don't do that." I wouldn't do that. All right. I'm you good, man. So, I don't know. Zion, Zion, he got, he got some growing up. So, we're straight. Yeah, go ahead, let him up. Yeah, you gotta forgive me, Goose. My partner just came to the crib. Oh, no. oh no, I was talking to one of my homeboys that we was doing a podcast, talking about how people come into money and don't know how to do it right. Oh, you got the, you got the, the yeah, I got the key. Give me a quick second. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, Zion got a lot. Zion, Job Morant. They all got a lot growing up to do. 23 years old with $100 million in the bank account. I mean, it ain't too many news you can tell me. So, I mean. Well, the least he could have did was do it the right way. He went and got one of the most raggediest porn stars that's getting drugged by four dudes at a time. Tattooing a neck. Boy, this part is going to sound so crazy when it drops. What ain't going on right now? (laughs) <laughs> Little boy, go sit down, man. You better not start barking neither. He coming back. Yeah, but he went and got a porn star, and then he went got the Instagram model, got the Instagram model knocked up. Meanwhile, the porn star is mad because she's mad that she didn't get a, a, a what? What is it? Um, a Rolls Royce Bentayga she was complaining about. You know how much that car costs? Would I buy a Rolls Royce for any porn star? There's one that I would. <laughs> there, there's one no I'm not Goose let me tell you something next time you come around the way you come to the house I got a photo album I used to run with some porn stars back when I was in Cali I actually got pictures Nautica Thorne and you can google who she is I got invited by her to a Tech 9 album release party back in Cali so I've been around certain people in the industry I know certain people and there's one that I would if things would have worked out. But she's from that type of cast to where she would play her position. If I got enough that I can hold two females down and they can get what they want, she wouldn't get no Rolls Royce Ben Tiger. 
she would get the Nissan Altima. That's just what it is. She would get the Nissan Altima, and that's exactly what it is. But she would be smart enough to play her position. She she would understand the fact I'm a porn star. I'm still in the industry. I'm not getting out of the industry anytime soon because nobody's going to want to marry me because my mileage is ran the hell up. So she would understand, well, let me just chill and stay his side piece and do what I do, and everybody's happy. It's people getting greedy trying to live above their station in life to an extent to where they start messing things up. Look, look, perfect example. She's not a porn star, but look at Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, is she or is she not a baddie? Yeah, she's a trap. Okay. And she fucked up Swiss Beats' fucking marriage. She fucked this house up. Well, not just her. He fucked it up, too, because he could have said nah. Instead of working on beats and trying to engineer the beat and moving the fucking keys on the board, he was moving keys as keys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she looked like she girthy, so it probably took three fingers. <laughs> it probably took three fingers to a fish. She looked like she girthy, man. She looked like a freak. So with that being said, I'd have to say that Alicia Keys played her position. She didn't get greedy. I think Swiss was like, yo, I got to say something. Now, me personally, Janae Iko, I would fuck up my marriage for her. I would definitely get her that goddamn Nissan Altima. No question. <laughs> I get her the black Nissan Altima. I take all the badges off. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would do with her. Yeah. But. I mean, but still, like, I don't know, man. These, these, these. These young men and sports that come along with this $100 million money, like, they need – and they – I get it. I get it. I get it. Once you become that – and I and we say this from looking outside within. Once you become – once you get $100 million in your bank account, your attitude changes. And I can agree to that because I had a job overseas and I was making six figures and my attitude changed. It didn't change to the point that I felt I was uppity, but it changed the things I was able to do. I did feel different, but I was smart enough and old enough at that time. If I was 25 and I came into that job, I probably would have fucked it up. Yes. But I was in my mid thirties when I came into that job. So I was better at being able to manage everything as far as what should be done, what needed to be done. And how much money I could have in a discretionary account for just random bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could say, I, I could tell you right now, I mean, we could say from the outside looking in, of like, I mean, I think these young men need especially like mentors, but I guess they tune them out. I think a lot of people reach out to them. They just, I mean, if you that young and you that got that much money, you tune a lot of stuff out. Zion's got a stepdad, so it's not like he doesn't have any type of positive male influence. He has a stepdad. His stepdad stepped up and he'd been there for a good little bit. So that's not even like it's a thing. Yeah, come on, Zion. Come here, little boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. But at a, at a certain time, you tune a lot of that out. Like, bro, I'm going to do because I'm due because I'm young. I know how. I mean, we, you know how it feels to be 23 years old and just add just add a million dollars. A million dollars to me. Like, like, 
anything you can think about. You can put it like things. Haven't I appreciate you, man. Yeah, but you know, having a hundred million dollars at twenty-three years old, you think about different things. You, like things about you think about now of like, man, I should take a trip to come on, little boy, chill out for a second. All right, oh, like, All right man, I'll highlight you, man. Peace. Like I should take a trip to 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 Australia, and you do it. Like don't just be like. Like, think about random thoughts we think about now that we sit around and, like, we don't have $100 million. But we we think about, like, dang, man, I should take this trip next week. Or, you know what I'm saying, next next fall or something, in the fall or spring break. We'll be like, Now, see, oh. where you are now, see, you can do things like that. Where I was when I had that particular job, I would have my uh, vacation come up, and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, where do I want to travel to now? And, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that for the fact that, if you've never had that type of money and you've never been able to do certain things and all of a sudden it's all opened up, I would be confused on where to start. The only thing that saved me is that I was at an older age to where I didn't have that type of issue when everything popped. You know what I'm saying? So I was able to hold everything in perspective and say, all right, I don't need to go to the Louis store and buy five belts. I'm going to take this trip and go to Japan and practice my Japanese. That's what I did. Yeah, so I mean, being twenty three and rich, they should build a. There should be a a show called Twenty Three and Rich. There should be, and this is where the financial literacy comes in. That, and speaking of financial literacy, Britney Spears, Victor Webinyama, <laughs> just a perfect segue, right? <coughs> this dude is nineteen. He rich as a bitch right now. And I'm sure you've heard about that whole situation, right? Yeah, where she put his put her hands on the man and Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you saw the video then, yes? I didn't see the video though. I didn't know. Oh, there's a video because Britney's people were saying that she got punched in the face. No, she tried to touch him as he was walking, and mind you, she's forty one years old on her second marriage. To who? We don't know. <laughs> He's 19, drafted, top five, NBA draft. Number one. He's in Vegas. He's oh, yeah, he yeah he went number one. San Antonio Spurs, shout out to the Spurs. They got their Tim Duncan slash David Robinson 3.0. Shout out to them because they're going to have something with this kid because this kid been playing like a fucking demon during the goddamn summer league. But Except for that first summer league game, I was like, oh, my God. But Yeah, but he bounced back on that second one. He yeah. almost had a triple-double on that second one. Yeah. So she tried to touch him. The security guard smacked her hand away. She hit herself in the face. Now, he has somebody around him that has him in his proper place because he was smart enough to have security. That says something between the difference of what Zion is doing and what Victor's doing. There's a huge gap in between the learning curve of having an exorbitant amount of money at an age under 25. And Zion is older I, than Victor by like uh, four years. And I, he's smart enough to walk around with security and all that already, trying to get grabbed up on by old quote-unquote milfs. <laughs> I can say, though, um, those European stars are very different than the American. Like, um, and he's from, he's a French dude. So, I mean, 
he he they have a different they have a different act. I don't know why. I, should I use that word? Yeah, they have a different way of of life that's different from Americans. So I mean, they don't them with a hundred million dollars versus an American with a hundred million dollars is totally different. Cause he. He probably thinking like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, no, nah, I don't want no girl. You know, I, I'm just here to play basketball. I'm just over here in the United States to play basketball. He probably got a little girl, a little shorty or whatever. But um, he's like, hey, Brittany, I know who he probably, uh, does he know who Britney Spears is? That's what I want to know. That was my question. I had already did a whole pod on it where I was asking that question like, yo, is Britney trying to upgrade from her husband who nobody knows about? I She's 41, he's 19, Adam 22, let his wife, Lena the Plug, get hit with the BBC. Shout out to King Cobra, that's my brand, get a t-shirt. Um, Could it be that maybe she wants to do a Lena the Plug? Maybe she's never had a black guy band that she was a Disney Channel star? Maybe she's tired of marrying backup dancers like J-Lo did, and maybe she wants to just upgrade? You're 41, he's 19, what can you offer him? The main question I said when I had that podcast was, okay, does she really know who he is, and does he know who she is? Well, she knows. He would have been one when she came out. He would have been like, no, she came out. He actually wasn't even born yet. Born, yeah. But the thing is, she knows who he is. But I'm trying to think, like, I really want to know: Does he really know who Britney Spears is? He don't. He doesn't know who Britney Spears. Is. I can just go ahead and say that. I can say that with confidence. Don't take me as the 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 information passer here, but I can say that with confidence that I really think that he doesn't know who Britney Spears is. Because no, you're good. I co-sign. I co-sign your comment. I mean, she she is very international, but I don't think he would have had. She died out in like early two thousand. When the last time she put out a, a, a album or anything? No, the last thing she did that she was known for. I'm about to take you outside now, man. Stop barking, man. You're messing up the pod, buddy. Come on. I'm about to put my shoes on. Come on so I can put this leash on. I apologize there, man. I got to take him outside. I think his diarrhea acting up now. But the last thing that she did that had any notes, she got out the car and she showed her Fifi. And then she went into the um, hair salon and she shaved her head ball. Remember that? That's yeah. the last thing she did of any type of renown. She hasn't done anything since then. That was the last thing that she's done. So, yeah, I don't think he knows who she is or what she's done. But meanwhile, she's getting hit in the face, and he's saying, I bet you she's over there talking about, oops, I did it again. <laughs> I'm not that innocent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oops. She hit herself in the face. I'm not that innocent. <laughs> Raggedy broad. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but I, I, I really, I really feel like he don't know who he is because I mean, he don't know who she is because she, the last like hit really out in two thousand. Other than that's been a faded out old star like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, cause now Justin Timberlake trying to crit walk again when he talked all that shit about Prince. I got a problem with Justin Timberlake, and that's because, in my opinion, our blackness is a costume to be worn and used when it's profitable, and when it's no longer profitable, 
people take it off. That's like Miley Cyrus. Miley wanted to twerk and start singing my neck and my back, and then all of a sudden, I don't know who Jay-Z is. I have I, 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 I feel some type of way about stuff like that. But in Britney's case, she's been the same the entire time she's been out. She hasn't changed up anything. She's consistent. I don't think she knows who Victor is as far as anything other than somebody might have said, yo, this is the guy that went number one. Brittany's not from Texas. She's not from San Antonio. So why would she care about the number one pick in the draft unless somebody put that in her ear? Because a lot of those celebrities really, uh, I mean, like number one pick in the NBA draft, she actually, or somebody is like, hey, you know, this is Wimbenyama that. That uh, French dude, she probably saw him on TV. I mean, like, cause celebrities, you got to think, too, celebrities, um, they got normal stuff, too. I mean, they, they get news flash, they news feed. They be reading up news on, like, Trump and the cocaine in the White House. And- <laughs> <laughs> you had to put that back in there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they be reading up Bring it back for the TV. one time. Bring it back for the one time. Go ahead. Like the cocaine in the White House, and you know they know, they know, they know, they know. They, they probably know who cocaine it was. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure they do. The secrets, the secrets passed through the the business like that too. They be like, yo, that was Fred's cocaine. But we, hey, we hopefully they don't find out who it was. Man, why he do that? I should slap him. The next party we have, I'm gonna slap this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Baby powder in hand and all that. Yup. Like why would you That's do funny. that? You just got you just got Joe in trouble for this <laughs> on the world stage. You got the U.S. president they looking probably, like a they probably, ain't invite, they probably ain't invite that man no more into any parties. <laughs> yeah, next NATO summer that he the next NATO summer that he attends, they're gonna be looking at him funny. Like yo, you can sit at the kids' table. <laughs> you can sit at the kids' table, bro. You go ahead and sit over. This is not for you. This is. This is grown folks talking over here. <laughs> Go ahead, and play with your nose over there. <laughs> yeah, well, I can oh. see my dog is feeling better. He is running around the house, jumping on the couch now, like he pays a bill in here. <laughs> they do that. They do that. They do that. Kids do it too. <laughs> this dude funny. So, since we're talking about the White House, talking about the cocaine. Let's go ahead and talk about it then. Now, family, for y'all out there listening, we spoke about this. My wife called, and because the app doesn't like people calling when uh, you're having a podcast, they're going to prioritize a phone call first. Like, nah, you go ahead and get that. So Goose was talking about how the cocaine was in there, and my question Oh, no. You asked me the Jeopardy question. Who was the first person to bring cocaine into the White House, which I failed horribly? Tell them who was the first person allegedly to bring coke in the White House, please, sir. Um, the Ron, the, 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 what, I want to say his name right. I want to say his name, his full name right. So everybody, you know, everybody knows, you know, who this is, his name. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Not Wilson. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not Wilson. That's crazy. But it is what it is. So, for him to bring cocaine in the White House, I asked you a question. Okay. 
Now, you told me they said that they don't know who it belonged to, yes? Yeah. They said no okay. evidence, no fingerprints, no, no, none of that. Okay. And then I asked you, then how the hell did they know where to find it? I got to reiterate that since we brought it back up and we're going to talk about it. They said no fingerprints, no evidence. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit type shit. Not a problem. How did they even stumble on it? I still got this question. Were they trying to find Bill Clinton's cigars? Uh... <laughs> uh... Yo, this is this is the last Lewinsky. Go ahead and put it in your mouth and smoke it. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking terrible. So now our country is out here looking silly in these streets. We're oh, looking funny style in these. I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. Uh, America, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ronald Reagan. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. So, the first president to bring cocaine. Can I have the drum, drum roll, please? Oh, and it was cracked. <laughs> the drum roll. Damn, not cr- Wow. President George H.W. Bush. Why would it not be him? (laughs) (laughs) So Joe Biden, author of Biden's Law, which gave us the 101 disparity from powder cocaine to crack cocaine, which is still cocaine, just in a, a slightly different chemical form. Yeah. So I have all America. I'm sorry. Um, he did bring crack in the, the White House in the Oval Office at that while he was actually doing a live broadcast on television. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I bet you when he got done, he, he, he smoked a Lewinsky. <laughs> I bet you he fucking smoked a Lewinsky. I bet you a dollar to a dime and a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. He hit one was like, ooh. <laughs> Uh, Smells like teen spirit. Oops, I did it again. Mm-mm. I'm not that innocent. My man. <laughs> 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 All right, look, we at the 38-minute mark. It's getting uploaded with everything that happened in between from when we started and my man came past the crib and the dog barking and all that. We uploading all of it. <laughs> Got a question. Affirmative action with what just happened and you being in the education field, can you please tell me your thoughts? I've been waiting to ask you this for the last 10 days and we ain't been able to link. Well, now I got you up here. I got to, I got to hear what you think. Um, I will say it's long overdue. I mean, why are we still in 2023 and like we still... Bro, the education system is completely like just fixing that though. Like, that's not that's not enough. Like the education system right now in America, um, is it's been broken since the beginning, right? So, I mean, in order to change uh, change things on on the education field right and that's that's a lot and you asked that because that's a lot of what i'm trying to change as far as like um how our youth is getting lied to in the public education system um 
you know, how our youth is getting robbed in the education system of like, you know, communities that's underserved, um, you know, low, lower income communities, their schools look like straight prisons, like we're getting them ready for prison. Um, I mean, that had a, has a lot to do with it. And I did want to shout somebody out before we end the show, but I mean, I would. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, no, I'll wait till the end of the show to do kind of all my shout outs, but. Um, okay. But now as you're talking about like that education, I feel like we're just getting them ready for prisons. Um, well, we so, joke about it, but we say it as a truth being said in a joke. We say the school to prison pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely it's definitely evident when you look at the disparity of funding for for for, uh, you know, schools and what I need and what I understand about, you know, the funding of of the education system is a lot of it needs to be done at the, the federal level. And that's why that's where that's where the ball is getting dropped. The federal level is not getting involved enough in the education system. So. OK. So can you elaborate on that point? Um, Pretty much the federal leaves it up to the states um, to, to decide on what funding goes where. And a lot of our our the taxes from the state um, fund the schools when, I mean, we could be paying federal, federal taxes could be used for public education, which will make it a hundred times better and will make the country a hundred times better. But I mean, a lot of people don't look at it that way. I mean, we make a smarter country. We would be better, right? Of course. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, that's easy to answer. Yes, of course. And then, uh, you know, lawmakers would be like, yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, that's, of course, that's, you know, that's basic information. And they'll be like, yeah. And then they'll go make some law that, you know, underfund some school somewhere, um, limit some kids' dreams somewhere. So, I mean, until they fix the education system completely and, and the federal government steps in more, that's when you'll have, I mean, what we got today. So. I got you. That actually makes a lot of sense because if we look at the educational systems in other countries, we can bring up countries. I spoke to a guy at work yesterday and we had a, actually a really, really productive conversation where I realized my guy is misguided and he believes propagandistic things about our community. And I don't fault him for that. That's just what he's been told and he believes what he's told on that point. But we spoke about having free college education, and I brought up Sweden, and he said that, yeah, well, Sweden's a smaller country, so it's easier for them to do it than it is for us. That makes no difference. Look at where Sweden stands in the world standing as far as countries and educated individuals, as far as doctors, uh, physicists, scientists, aerospace engineers, regular engineers, and people of higher forms of learning, people that are more ingrained in higher fields of education and compared to us where we are. And when I brought that up to him and he said, well, that's just because they're smaller and they can do it. I thought that was actually disingenuous on his part. I'm not going to discount the conversation we had, but I learned a lot of things about him and how he thinks on certain things. And he was low key saying stuff without outright blatantly, bluntly saying it. But I believe our education could be better. Now, in Korea, I actually seen a video about four months ago. There was a kid that was failing in school, and 
we know a lot of families in the Asian communities, no matter what ethnicity, they take education highly as a high form of regard for their family status. And there was a kid that jumped out the window because he was failing at school and he couldn't keep up. He wasn't perfect like his parents wanted him to be. Imagine if we had kids like that here. Not so much jumping out the window committing suicide because they're two points off of a perfect LSAT score, but just wanting to do better for the sake of doing better and having more help and trying to do that. Now, as far as the affirmative action goes, in my opinion, as far as it being canceled, I think it's good. Our community is no longer going to be the boogeyman because when you think of affirmative action, it's a black face that comes to mind. Whether it's a male or female that's on a poster, exactly. sitting on a wall by the break room, you're going to think about us. Exactly. Now you can no longer blame us. Now it's on a merit system. Allegedly on a merit system. Now I dropped a pod last night. China, and this article is from December 22nd, no, December 17th of 2022. So this is fairly recent, just within the last year. They have quote unquote prep academies that help with cheating. They're getting five grand and up per student by one particular guy. His name is Tony Wang. Tony Wang gets about 200 students from China to the U.S. and in U.S. colleges every year. Now, there was a large Asian and Southeast Asian contingent saying that affirmative action needs to be removed. Vivek Ramaswamy, Vijay Ingham, uh, Tia Chu. She's a Chinese immigrant that came over, and she was one of the ones that was happy to have her name on one of those lawsuits that went to the Supreme Court concerning Harvard and UNC. Shout out to the North Carolina Tar Heels. <laughs> but what people don't understand is, okay, well, now you got rid of affirmative action, and now it's based on merit. But yet you have so many students cheating to get in to our school systems, to go to Harvard Law School, to go to Yale Law School or to just go to regular Harvard and Yale. Yet and still the fact remains, legacy admissions for the average school is 60%. And now you also have to factor in, and I dropped a podcast on this, athletic recruitment, which is 20%. Yeah. So you literally have 10 to 15% of slots for students, and now you got to have it based on merit. Now, how many students out of this 10 to 15% from Harvard, to a D1 all the way to a D4 school are actually smart enough to get into it. Because for our community, you have to have a brainiac slash Lex Luthor 13th level intellect to get into a school and not be fucked with. You got to be Neil deGrasse Tyson in every fucking subject. Exactly. And that's what I don't, and that's what I don't like about that affirmative action law because they don't allow... Um, it allows... See, uh, when you don't have affirmative action there, too, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, right? It allows for those cookie-cutter students that they want. It don't allow for the ones like us that has different, you know what I'm saying, different talents and different intellect to bring to the table in different ways because they don't see it that way. They see it as the cookie-cutter st student that they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it is what it is. Um I actually think that there's a lot more that can be done with the education system versus that. And I think they're about to make, yo, I'm, 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 I'm predicting it now. Oh, say it, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> so cheating 
uh, in school is about to become a job. They're about to take those people that like cheat their way through school and make them like something. Cause you could turn those people into like hackers. Not the not not the people that pay to have people cheat for them. Mm, but the actual ones that do cheat, you can turn those people into half hackers, like do the cheating yourself of like, hey, every test they've always cheated through. It's about to become a career. <laughs> I can see it in the now. Head. I'm glad that you said that. I'm about to pull an article up. Let me find it really quick. <laughs> well, this was the article that I read from last night when I did that pod. Um, you may want to go ahead and check it out. It's uh, cheating versus merit. Now, this article is from, wait, one second, one second. Let me find it. It's right here. Just give me one second. Ah, here we go. Here we go. It's from restofworld.org. Online testing is a joke. How Chinese students cheat on U.S. college entry exams. And just to preface that, like after the title, for just $5,000, students can buy their way into acing English exams. Now, you have to do the English exams to come over here to go to our schools. You have to know English as a second language. But if somebody Mm -hmm. takes the test for you and you get accepted to a Harvard, to a Yale, to a UNC, you still have to come over here. Now, my question was this. Are you going to be able to compete on your own merit and on your own skills and abilities? Or are you going to have to keep paying these quote unquote test prep? schools with your cheating academies to continue to get you through the paces to get you your fucking degree. Um I don't know. That's a that's a that's a a hard question to answer because like I don't know. I just think in all I think that's more of a uh, um, homeland security question too. Well, the FBI does have a lawsuit out now. There's a large amount of Indian students from India that caught up that got caught up in a cheating scandal. Tar, um, TV Hip Hop Media is uh, one of the channels I follow on YouTube, and I put the link in the description on my last pod. He had a 30 minute video where he spoke about the cheating epidemic from India, and he went on to illustrate. And he had his receipts. There was a day that there was a big Indian uh, contingent of students, 500,000 students that didn't show up for school because they weren't allowed or weren't able to properly cheat on a test and get away with it. Their classrooms have CCTV cameras in there to monitor the students to catch them cheating. Now, we have 125,000 students that come from India every year. How many of that 125,000 students actually made it off their own hard work, skills, intellect, and abilities, their own merit, versus those that cheated and got other people to take their tests? That was my question. I don't have an answer for it because I'm still waiting on information, but TV Hip Hop Media did mention that there is an actual lawsuit and there is an actual investigation that's currently being done by the FBI. And these people are facing deportation for fraudulently coming over to the U.S. to attend our institutions of higher learning, and they don't deserve to be there. Which makes me come back to it when it comes to affirmative action. People look at our community, the black delegation, as being undeserving of having these slots. 
we're taking spots away from kids that deserve it. And yet you have so many kids fucking cheat. This yeah. is where I have an issue at. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's um it's it's crazy. I mean, it makes me feel like like certain certain parts of like when I heard people like cheating to get in the air and like that scandal a couple of years back where the parents were um like funding those kids to get into college and they Lori Laughlin and uh USC, the University of Southern California. I I got that for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I got all you. Those, Go ahead. All those stories just kind of like pissing me off because it's like, yo, it's I be going to school with like um, like I school I attend, I I go to school with kids that's like struggling through college. Like they be broken than like broke, and then you just have those ones that just sneak their way into college that just don't sit right with me. See, I got so. an issue with that personally, but the one thing that us as the black delegation, as the black delegation, what we do have, athletic recruitment. I did a podcast on that. Yeah, athletic recruitment is twenty percent of most major schools. Alabama, LSU, USC, uh, University of California, University of San Diego, Arizona Sun Devils, Duke, North Carolina, the Tar Heels, my favorite school. (laughs) And I said in that podcast, hey, some of these cats are going to have to learn how to run four 240s, and they're going to have to have a mean step back three-pointer because they're not going to stop those kids from getting opportunities. These schools are funded. They make money off of TV spots. They make money off of ad revenue. Yep. They're still going to go to hood schools. They're going to find a good cast that know how to play football and know how to play basketball. They're going to get the ones that are going to excel in a college environment, excel in classes. Because I mentioned Grant Hill. I mentioned Christian Layton. These cats didn't need to have affirmative action. Michael Jordan, James Worthy, two notable alumni from the University of North Carolina. Not to mention Vince Carter, among others. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Grayson yeah. Allen and his flagrant fouling ass. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson Allen. That's another podcast. <laughs> that- oh, we're going to have to do a part two of this one, man, because I know we're not done yet. I know we're going to have to do a part two. But look, we're at the 54-minute mark. I'm not taking you back outside, buddy. Every time I take you outside, you don't poo. The pill got you straight now to where you not got the, you don't have the bubble guts, buddy. I'm not taking you outside. Okay, but we're at the 55-minute mark. If you would, once we get done with this one and this one processes, I want to come back and do a part two, man. You down? Because our conversation ain't finished yet, bro. Yeah, we can, we can, we can do that. Um, go I, ahead and do your shout outs, and I'll just do two separate ones. This will just be part one. So go ahead, and shout the folks out. Okay, we well, we could do this. We could, we can, you know, because I gotta go handle my kids and whatnot. Um, mm, is it, I can hit you up later on tonight. If not, I can hit you up tomorrow. I'm off Saturday and Sunday. We can always come back and do part two tomorrow. That's fine. That, All I gotta do is cut is 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 cut the grass. Up, oh, the rain's coming now. See, you talked the rain up all the way from over there and fucking bad news. <laughs> now it's dark over here now. The now, mon- now. Now it's mad cloudy now. We got the clouds from the fucking 64 now. Thank you. The monsoon's coming. 
Well, me and my little buddy are in the house. We get done with this. I'm about to make me something to eat. I'm going to try and get him to eat his eggs and rice to put something on his stomach. But I can hit you up tomorrow. That's fine. Definitely. Definitely. I'm definitely down to do another uh, part two, though. We're definitely not done. Um, yeah. Especially with the interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that, but today's been that day. It's my birthday today, so I guess that's why everybody's calling and oh, texting. Dang. Happy birthday. And you ain't even. Uh, I appreciate that. it. You should have started the joint with your birthday. Like, <laughs> nah. I'm humble, man. No, I'm humble, man. I, I just happen to be the sexiest granddad in the seven cities. <laughs> I happen to be the hottest granddad in the seven cities with a gold tooth and all these tattoos. Knowing how to crimp walk. What's up, cuz? What's up, gangster? You already know what it is. So how'd you turn today? 47. 47. Shout out to cancer yeah. season. Cancer <laughs> season. Oh my god. It's cancer season. Oh my god. And my Asian zodiac sign is a is a cardboard dragon. Yes, this is what we do. <laughs> a cord a cardboard dragon. Got it. Oh yeah, you know what it is. All right. Yeah. Well, go ahead and shout your folks out, man. We'll go ahead and finish up, and then I'll hit you up tomorrow. So hey, funny. family, just understand that we'll be doing a part two tomorrow. This is just the first part tomorrow. I don't think I'll have as many interruptions, per se. <laughs> I do got some yard work to do, but that's not going to take me forever. Yeah. Okay. So, shout out to you first. Hey, to my man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Out here celebrating his birthday, uh, sexiest grandpa in the seven cities. <laughs> I'm sexy, bitches. <laughs> uh, I got three fingers ready for you, girthy hoes. I got three fingers ready. I know you can take a fist if I try. I just got to believe I can do it. <laughs> shout out my man, uh, Jeffrey Williams. I wanted to, to give him a shout out. Um, he, you know, a young man I went to, to school with, wrote a book. I'm I'm actually reading this book in the middle of reading this book right now. It's a very good book. It's called uh, Ain't Nobody right Shut Your Mouth. Stop working. It's called We Are Right Here. It's a it's a story about his life. Um living in the south side of Chicago. Um I do advise you me a link. To get that. It's available on Barnes and Noble. Um I believe it's uh, available on the Amazon store as well. It's called We Are Right Here. So if you want to go check that out. Uh, my man, shout out my man, Jeffrey Williams. Uh, All right. Please shoot me a link and I'll pick it up tonight. Okay. Um, also, you know, I, I like to, you know, due to, to kind of work that I do, um, I do like to, you know, send a shout out to all those, all those, you know, young men and the guys in the penitentiary right now that's not actually supposed to be there. Um, we Those are the forgotten people. Most of the time, a lot of people forget people that's, you know, locked up in jail. Um, but hold your head for all those ones that's doing time in the penitentiary. Um, you know, uh, we're still progressing. We're still, we still, you know, fighting the fight, the good fight. Um, I also like to give out a shout out to my two organizations that, you know, are coming in the near future. Um, my first one is called Reverse the Curse. Um, that's pretty much a program where I'm going to be dealing with, um, you know, people behind bars and, you know, people in the penitentiary kind of trying to help them to revitalize their life once they return to the civilian population or, you know, return, return to the real world. 
also doing a lot of work of trying to get, you know, the innocent free. Um, so I'll be working with that. It's called Reverse the Curse, coming soon. Um, then also I got another foundation working with kids. Um, it's called Three to Five. Um, a little bit of background about the, the organization. Um, there's been a psychological study that most of the time that the youth get involved with things they're not supposed to be involved in um, is most of the time between the hours of three to five, uh, oh. 3 p.m. and five o'clock, because normally that's the time when they get out of school and five o'clock is normally the first time they see um, either one of their parents the first time for the first time of the day. So going to be working with a lot of, you know, <clears throat> after school programs and stuff like that to kind of, you know, steer our youth away from doing negative things and pump some positive in their life. Um, but yeah, shout out my man, all of them. And shout out my that's, family. That's what's up. All right, family, that's all we got. Those are our final thoughts. Um, shout out to you for having these programs going on to where we could try to better our folks because we're trying to get our community better. Each one, reach one, and when you reach one, teach one. You already know what it is. We all we got at the end of the day, so let's all stick together like glue. Come together like butt cheeks. Definitely. <laughs> all right, that's all we got. Y'all be safe. Take care. Part two will be taking place tomorrow. Y'all are here as soon as it's done recording and uploaded. Peace. Peace.